You're now listening to the River Claremont Podcast. Why don't you have a seat before we get on fire? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm going to pray about reset. Because something needs to change on us. Something needs to, to shift. If nothing happened to our life, something is wrong. Because if you go from the beginning, God says, be fruitful and multiply and increase in numbers. If you will not increase in numbers, it means that something is wrong with us because nothing is wrong with God. I'm telling you right now. So I'm praying that the God will reset something today, that God will shift something today, that God will change something today. I am tired. I don't know about you, but I'm tired to be in the same place in the same time. But we want to explode with the presence of God. We want to overflow with the presence of God. I don't want to be the same. People around this church it needs to be different. People around this church needs to be open to receive what God has prepared. I'm telling you, it's a good stuff right there. Your family needs to be changed. Your kids need to be just different from other kids. We should come to a place and we need to change something around us. Oof. We need to set something today. We should come in agreement that things is going to change in our life today. There is a move of God. There is like a visitation of the Spirit of God. But we are blind because we are refusing to reset. But guess what? I'm praying that something is going to be set today. I'm praying that something is going to change today for the glory of God. Let me tell you this. We went too far. It is time to reset. And let me give you the meaning of reset. It means to set again or anew and to start over. It's all... It's all <laughs> There is no such a thing that the sun needs to be in that disposition for me to start moving. If the time to move, I'm telling you, the time to move is right now. If you are called to be a pastor, you, you go and pastor. If you are called to be an evangelist, you go and do the things of God that told you. Maybe something is held because you are not obeying what God is telling you to do. People that don't pray and they want to see the manifestation of power of God. People that don't pray, they're weak. People that don't pray, they don't expect. If you pray, you would expect because what God promised, he is faithful to fulfill. Amen. Let me give you an example about reset. Let me give you an example of a phone device. It returned to the factory seconds. Resegging. Bring it back to the original format. We, we need to go back. 
to the region, to the, uh, the orange, the, the way that God made us to be. And that's the reason you will see if you talk to me. I am always refusing to be the same. I want to be something the way God said in heaven for me to be. Because I am separated to produce something here in this earth. I'm going to give it an introduction. Since the fall of Adam and Eve, God has given humanity a chance after chance to reset. Let me show you some example. After the fall of men, God provided reset through the flood. The flood was to reset people because God never gave up on us. He always given a chance after the chance said, you are mine and I am yours. Why you want to ask me? If you believe, you shall see the glory of God. But we cannot come to the place of belief because the word says that my people perish for lack of understanding. They don't know God. Talking about someone, it's very easy. But knowing someone is completely different. Because if you know God, you will know how he is capable to do anything. There is no such a, of a, of a specific thing for the Lord, but he can do anything. Just ask him, and if you believe. He will give the desire of your heart, as Psalms 37 says. What you believe in God for this morning or this afternoon, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> what you believe in God today? What you believe in? The Bible says for us to come boldly before the throne of grace. I'm telling you, every time I talk about God, every time I talk about the word of God, I am bold. You are bold. You are bold. You are bold. There is anything that is possible for me, it's possible for you. But you have to come bold before the throne of grace. And you have to know the God that you serve. Not just talk about him. But I want to talk about him. And I want to walk with him. I want to hold his hands. And I'll be able to talk to him in the morning. Sometimes we fight here. Instead of travel here. You start travel in the presence of God in prayer. I'm tired of the kind of prayer that does not even go above the ceiling. But when you pray, you have to bring the presence of God to the place. You can bring the presence of God to Walmart, on the streets, and everywhere you go. But you have to know what kind of God that you're serving. Am I screaming too much, honey? Let's move on. God gave an opportunity through the flood to save his people. Because the desire of God that everyone repent and come to the knowledge of the things of God. God wants everyone to be saved. And salvation is not just about going to heaven. We live in the same place over and years and years and again and again and again. It's just because we don't realize that if God is for us, who can be against us? 
the word of God, I prefer not just to read the word of God, but I want to live the word of God the way it is. And by living the word of God, I know that everything that he promised is going to come to my hand. I call when you can see things in the spiritual, you can see the realization. You can see them materializing here on this earth, but you have to see in the spiritual realm. And the way for you to see in the spiritual realm, you have to pray and fight. I need some time. Well, the spirit of God. Walking by faith and not by sight. When I walk by faith, I see what God prepared for me because every good and perfect gift comes from above. I can see those things. If you can see in the spiritual, you can see here on this earth because when I pray, I bring the things that is impossible. And for him, nothing is impossible. God is stored with the humanity afresh again. I'm going to read the scripture that says, you know, after the flood, God commanded Noah to repopulate the earth and to spread out. Instead of doing that, they get together to build something, a city, a tower that could reach heaven. So the first flood happened and they were afraid <laughs> That the judgment of God will come again in a flood. And they decided by themselves to do something. A tower that is going to reach heaven. Because they are looking for power. They are trying to skip. Again, they were afraid. They said, you know, in their hearts they said, I want to have the knowledge of God. I don't have to go through God for me to be able to get something. They were afraid. And then they built the tower to reach heaven. Tell your neighbor, don't skip. God is giving us an opportunity to reset, but we want to skip. Then we read the story of Abraham. Oh, Abraham. <laughs> God took Abraham out of the comfort zone, out of the, what he knew, and not just Abraham, but the entire people, God, um, offering them a new beginning and an opportunity to reset. Sometimes God has to remove someone from one place because at the place that they are, they cannot see the glory of God. They cannot see the benefit of heaven. Sometimes you need to be, be removed from one place to another place because that place is holding you completely to receive what God has prepared for you. This uh, black man here needs to be removed from a city of Ipachinga, Minas Gerais, uh, Brazil, <laughs> and the place that if I take you, you're going to be so depressed. <laughs> he needs to remove me from this place to show that there is so much more. 
Genesis chapter 12 says, The Lord had said to Abraham, or to Abraham, Go from the country, go from your country, your people, and your father's house to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make you your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you. I will curse, and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. If God says all the people, he's, he's, talking, he's talking about you. Who, who God is talking about? Who, who, who are you? Where are you? Where is your hands? God is talking about me. God's talking about you. I am blessed when I come in. I am blessed when I go out. I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the country. God is talking about you. But I want to see your reaction about something that is already yours. But we need to reset. Let me give you three things that is needed in order for us to reset. Reset requires obedience and repentance. I said repentance, right? I didn't say remorse. Remorse, you see something, you say, oh, God, I am sorry, but in two seconds you're doing it again. But when you repent, there is a change of heart, there is a change of mind, there is change of behavior. There is some change that happened to you when you repent. God is not looking for people that just have a remorse, but God is looking for people that repent. Said, God, I did it, but God, I am not doing it again, Lord. Oh, God, help me. That I, wanna, I don't want to do this. What, what, what I want to do, I don't do. What I don't want to do, I do. I don't know, whatever. I'm confused now. God is requiring obedience and repentance. Although God has a great plan for you, he will never force you to do anything. Pastor Caleb preached about this not too long ago. There is, uh, God is giving us our opportunity. There is a will. And God respects each one of you. It is your decision to grow. It is your decision to get better. Because he already blessed you in the spiritual realm. So there is not something that I'm waiting for God to do. He already blessed you. But if you don't read the word of God that says you are already blessed, maybe you should come and maybe you should even make a song. Oh, I am blessed. I am blessed in the spiritual realm. You have to leave this word of God in the such a way that I hid in the word of God in my heart that I'm not going to sin against him. Next time you read the word of God, don't just read it, but believe it. The lack of willingness to obey God will either delay or abort, terminate, bring to the end the fulfillment of God's promise for your life. It is time to make some change. We don't want to stay in the same level that you are right now. Today, something needs to change in your life. For the sake of the kingdom of God. For the sake of the gospel. 
You have no idea how potential you are, how strong that you are, how much power that you have. Don't you know the Spirit of God resides inside of you? And we are not talking about just any spirit. We're talking about the Spirit of God lives inside of you. If the Spirit of God that lives inside of you is the same Spirit that resurrected Jesus from the dead, oh, come on now. I am not trying to be so repetitive. But the Spirit of God lives inside of you. When something is wrong with your family, when, when it, it, your wife says, I'm leaving the house. She's not leaving the house. If you are a man of God, if you pray so hard, if you are a priest of your home, and guess what? The priest left the house. The priestess, they get so weak, they, they don't pray. They don't read the word of God. And that's the reason. When come the storm, they are not ready to sustain the storm. They are not ready because their house was not built in the rock, the, the reading of the word of God, but was built in the sand. When the elements of the nature came, they could not sustain because they shook and they fell. Well, I see a generation that is not failing. I see a generation that is going to rise up in the such a way. I see a generation that's going to preach the word of God as never before. I see a generation that is going to break through. I see a generation that is going to reset. I see a generation that is going to be restored. I see a generation, if you call in the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. There is nothing in me that you don't have. Maybe you even have more than I have. This guy coming from Brazil and invaded the United States, came in legal to here, and thank God I became American afterwards. But guess what? You have what it takes. You do have what it takes. I'm praying that the move of God will come so strong as the day of the Pentecost that will shake you. There are some people that I see so much potential. And, and my God, sometimes I like to just, well, one of the things that I use intentionally, it's, it's hugging you. There is a meaning on this hug. No, not that. But there is a meaning, and, 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 and um, the meaning is a spiritual meaning because I am transferring. When I, when I hug you, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that something inside of you is going to rise. Something inside of you is going to change for the glory of God. We see so many things happen in this world, and we are just putting out our hands like this, and we are not doing anything. We see like intimacy with a man and an animal. We see intimacy with a man and someone that already died. We see like the black magic. We see a white magic. We see the people coming so evil, but we don't do anything. It's a time for us to reset. It's a time for us to do something. God, uh, we think that God is, said, I'm waiting on God. 
I'm waiting when I have this money, I'm going to serve the Lord. When I have this, uh, I'm going to preach the word of God. It's a time for you to preach. Go outside of your house and you can preach the word of God right outside. Use the Facebook platform and preach the word of God right there. Oh, you don't understand, Pastor. I don't have a place to preach. Oh, just come and sit with me. I'll give you a lot of place to preach. You can preach from your office right there. Just ask, invite the presence of God, the Spirit of God to invite your house. I'm telling you, things need to be different. This generation is not prepared. And the reason this generation is not prepared is spiritual because they don't pray and they don't read the Word of God. What do you do when your son comes to you and says, Father, I am a gay. Father, I am a lesbian. What do you do? Oh, that's fine. Oh, you have to leave the house right now. And you start screaming with them. You have to leave the house. Don't do that. You are telling them to leave the covenant. You know what you have to do? We don't agree with this nonsense, but you have to love on them. You have excellently loved them the way God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that everyone that believes shall not perish but have eternal life. You know what you're doing when you tell them to leave the house? You are, telling, you are giving them in the hands of the devil. You are just saying to the devil, do whatever you want to do. Instead of keeping, you are not approving. You are not endorsing. But there is a time for you to show the love of God to them. You know, one of the problems that people have here, I'm saying here, I'm, I'm saying in the world. I'm not saying in the United States, otherwise I'm not going to be able to leave. Maybe you're going to kill me before. <laughs> and I'm not ready to be killed. And I just want to stay here a little longer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the problem that we have is the lack of foundation. We are um, meeting a couple in, in, in the first meeting. Uh, we're just talking about, you know, marriage and stuff. But, but the second one, God says, you are not talking about the marriage. You are talking about the foundation. And when I told them about Jesus and I said what Jesus is capable to do, what, what Jesus is able to do, at the end, I gave them an opportunity to say the prayer of salvation. They both said, said the prayer of salvation right there with me. So we need a foundation that our kids will have a foundation that we be prepared when the things, when the storm comes, we are ready and we're going to be able to just travel and be able to overcome any obstacle of this life. But rejecting the one that God did not reject it, it's not good. I see so many family being destroyed because of lack of understanding. They just release their kids to the world because they start doing something that is not appropriate to um, a man and woman of God to do. Well, I'm praying that I'm going to be able to leave this place without being dead, but uh, let's continue. God said in Genesis, 
he blessed them, bless you, and he multiplied. That's what he said. No. He blessed them, be fruitful, multiply, and increase in numbers. And I am not talking to anyone, but I'm talking specific to the people that God set apart and anointed. The word of God says in Jeremiah chapter 1, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. He's talking about you. And he appointed you as a prophet to this nation. There is nothing you're lacking right now. You have every single thing in your hands. So you just have to take possession, which, you, which is already is yours. If you don't take it, you're going to die without taking, without uh, receiving, without enjoying all the benefit that God, Jesus, died on the cross for you. When he said, it is done. What you're waiting for. He said it's done. When he said it's done, guess what? It's done. I am not fighting anymore. I think Exodus chapter 14 14, Exodus chapter 14, 14, he said, he is the one who fight your beggars, beggars, fight your fight. Um, just be still. Sometimes we have a problem to be still. We are walking in every direction like we were nowhere going. And you're asking, how are you? Oh, I'm so busy. They are not busy. They are, it's just over here. They're not busy. There is no such a thing. I don't have the time to read the word. I don't have a time to pray. There is no such a thing because you have time to be four hours on the Facebook. Ah, I got you. Not, I, I, I told you guys before and I'm going to say it again. Not every time that I read the word of God. I, I feel like, oh, my God, I feel, I want to read the word of God. Not every time. Sometimes I have to say, hey, or looking in the mirror because I like, I, hey, buddy, I love to look in the mirror and I say, you are so handsome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, sometimes you need to talk to yourself. and need to, come on, put yourself to the right direction. You know what I'm saying? But don't, the people told me, oh, sometimes you have to kind of, uh, you know, smack yourself. You know, don't do that. <laughs> but at least, so you put yourself in the right, uh, right direction. It's called discipline. You discipline yourself to read the word of God. And I know it's hard to discipline because no one likes discipline. But then a discipline becomes like a delight. Now you're delighting in the word of God. Don't feel like praying all the time. But when I pray, I'm telling you, I don't just don't want to leave the closet. I said, oh, honey, just keep cooking and let me pray. Because some, we are talking. Something has happened here. Oh, my God. I'm, I see things that I didn't see in the natural. But when I'm praying, I'm telling you, heaven just opened in the front of me. I start having a vision. And I have a word of prophecy. And then I can even ask the rain to stop. Because now I feel so strong. And empowered by the presence of God. <laughs> you know why I'm laughing? Because I'm still in an introduction.
I'm going to try to find a way to finish. <laughs> but before, <laughs> you are laughing, right? I'm going to call you, call you here, call you here, yeah, call you here. But let's go a little deeper. Revelation 5.10, it says, you made them the kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on this earth. Are you reigning on this earth? Where are the priests? Where are the queens? I don't know. Queen? Where are the queens? Where is the man of God? Where is the woman of God? Hey! <laughs> there is a need for us to reset in order for us to be able to clear our vision that we see all the benefit that God has for us. And for your family. I think I'm going to finish. But let me tell you, it's an introduction. It's just the first page of the introduction. It's incredible. God. <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I'm finished. <laughs> but before I move on, I'd like to honor Pastor Caleb and Pastor Kirsten. And all my colleagues, pastors over here. You help me, Bobby, Lisa, and all, and all of you. You help me to be able to develop myself to be the man that I am now for the Lord. So I appreciate like every single one of you. And thanks for hearing me out. I'm not fighting and I'm not upset with you. I'm not angry with you. It's just like uh, I saw so much in the spiritual realm. And, and you can be a partaker of all the benefit that the cross has. It's not just salvation. But it is important for us to recognize that, that there is a God. Even though you don't see him. But he is right there. He is there when you're driving. He is there when you're driving your kids. He is there when the problem comes to your home so you don't know how to solve. He is there when the finance is so low that you don't know what you're going to do in the next day. He, he is there when you have a sickness and you said, oh, my God, I don't know why, how I'm going to deal with this. He, he is there. He is there when you are sleeping. He is there when you, the trouble comes, you, you in the hospital. He is there when you suffer an accident and you said, oh, my God, I should be dead right now and I'm not dead. He is there when you, you're involved with so much drama. And, and your, your, your people are trying to kill He is there. The reason you are still here, because he is there for you. Yeah. The story of the people of Israel is very interesting. I'm just going to read this last part. And I will give you an opportunity. To respond to this message. Exodus chapter 2 from the 23 to 25. It says, now it came about in the course of those many days that the king of Egypt died. And the son of Israel signed because of the bondage. And they cry out and they cry, and they cry for help because of the bondage rose up to God. So God heard that groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all of you. And God saw the son of Israel, and God took notice of, of this. 
God is taking notice of every single problem that you have. Maybe you are taking your situation, your problem to someone that cannot solve your problem. Maybe you are taking, uh, you are taking to the card reader or the palm reader, I don't know, or the horoscope, or, or, or I don't know. But you are taking to the wrong place. But I'm telling you, I came to this place to tell you, it's time to reset. It's time to recognize that God is still sitting on the throne. We think, oh my God, I have to fight. God is the one who fights your battle. Just be still. Be still and know that I am God. When God delivered the people of Israel to slavery in Egypt, he also intended to bring them to the promised land. A lot of us, are, we are missing the mark because of disobedience and because of lack of repentance. If, if, the, if my people that called on my name would, what? Humble themselves and? And what else? And what else? Turn from the, the, the wicked way. And then what's going to happen? God will hear from heaven and he will heal your land. Is your land needs to be healed? Is there anything going on in your family that needs God? It's a time for you to put all the demons out and let the presence of God come in. All the devils out, but you don't fight over here. I'll repeat myself again, but you prevail right here. Jesus gave this lesson to us to pray. I'm going to leave with this. Pray more. Read the word of God more. That you will be powerful in this land. And don't, do not try to skip the process. Sometimes we, we skip the process. We don't go through the process. And then there is a gap. And this gap can be filled only with the presence of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to River Claremont's podcast. We pray you were greatly blessed by this message. If you'd like to keep up to date with what's happening at the River Claremont Church, visit us at riverclaremont.com.